Takeo, and we are the Otaku Host Club podcast. I'm Amelia, and I'm joined here with my lovely co-hosts. Dan, I got beef jerky. Jeff here, I've got nothing to eat, but I'm starving, and I'm going to eat soon. Same. I'm going to love it. <laughs> but first, we gotta, before you eat, we got to talk about Attack on Titan, new episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, welcome to the Road to Paradise, our Attack on Titan final season weekly discussion episode. This week, we're talking about episode 61 called Midnight Train. Um, and this is a little off topic here, but me and Jeff were discussing this in the car. Um, so they keep calling the island Parad- uh, Paradise, Paradise, but, you know, I already put out some stuff about Paradise. And, you know, I'm not Latin or Greek or Norman, Normandy, whatever. I'm, so I'm going to call it Paradise. We're we calling it paradise. Tomato, tomato, right. paradise, paradise. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> it's intended to be paradise, so it's not like to pronounce it like that is off. Exactly. So, you know, we're sticking with the road to paradise here. Um, Jeff, did you get a haircut? No, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> oh, word. Though I, I could shave it off like this and it would be, it'd be a new look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so someone want to give a little uh, summary, and then we'll we'll break down the episode, get into it. Uh, so this episode, um, we have the generals in the beginning, basically uh, going over their war strategy and uh, how they're going to take on Paradise, um, and basically, you know, they they come to the conclusion that their technology is lacking, and they ha- they can't keep up. Um, but this general idea that Reiner is at his last year, you know, he's, he's come home, um, his last hurrah, he has to, um, well, basically they all have to choose, you know, a, a substitute for him and on their way back from this last battle, they end up going to Liberia, I believe it's called their hometown it's basically a ghetto uh, a walled ghetto with a with a fence mm. and this is where all the Eldians live um so you get to see the inner workings of their society their community mm-hmm. firsthand um and basically it's it's a lot of this whole episode's a lot of dialogue and sort of Reiner coming to terms, like I said before, with his last year as being a Titan. You know, his powers will eventually die off with him. Yeah, it's very it's very short and sweet. Um and after watching it a second time, I think I enjoyed it more. Yeah. I can sympathize with, with Reiner. Yeah. I I loved it. And we were we were joking on our group watch yesterday about how this fits neatly into my taste, which is, and we were joking about how this relates to Legend of the Galactic Heroes, which which is to say, uh, lots of scenes where people are talking in a room set to dramatic music, mm-hmm. and nothing really happens yeah. per se. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm into. <laughs> so this was not my episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple a couple interesting things that we gleam <coughs> from this uh, from this episode. First. Uh, Zeke, so Zeke has royal blood and that allows him to utilize the beast Titan in ways 
that other Beast Titan users were not capable of. But the Marley government does not know that he has royal blood. He's kept this a secret from them. Okay, I was thinking, I was like, uh, how is he wielding the Titan then if he doesn't have royal blood? Yeah, and I was, I, I think in our group watch yesterday, there was some discussion about whether uh, that, I did not clearly say that because I thought that it might be a spoiler, mm. but as I reflected on this, we know that Zeke is the child of Grisha, Grisha Jaeger and Dina Fritz, and Dina Fritz is royal blood, so we know that Zeke is of royal blood mm -hmm. but the marley government never knew that dina fritz was of the royal lineage mm, uh, so okay. they therefore also don't know that zeke has royal blood and zeke kind of alludes to this you know when he's talking to um to falco to colt sorry oh. when he's talking mm. to colt mm -hmm. and he, he's like oh when you uh, colt's like oh i don't understand why you're able to utilize powers similar to the founding titan it's not like you have royal blood and Zeke kind of sidesteps this question, but he does tell Colt, "When you inherit the Beast Titan, you'll um, you'll inherit, you know, you'll see my memories and you'll see my big secret." And then mm -hmm. he jokes about his big secret is how he wipes his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but we know, as the audience, the big secret is he's actually Royal. a royal blood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of little. Uh details in this episode weren't there yeah a lot of like uh, military details too <coughs> specifically so we also talked a lot at our group watch yesterday about the scene of reiner going hard on falco after falco has some not so kind words about uh, gabby inheriting the armor titan yeah some disparaging words yeah. i should say so falco uh, doesn't want Gabby to inherit the Titan because uh, she will only live till she's 27 and he doesn't want that life for her. And he kind of makes a comment at Reiner, like, uh, why would you, you, you like Gabby, like you favor Gabby. Why would you want that life for her? And he, uh, he kind of got like offended and yelled at him about it. Like, you know, saying, uh, uh, you, you should be the one that gets the Titan, you should be the one that dies at 27, you know, kind of like antagonizing him about it. Well, I don't know if he's necessarily antagonizing Falco as much as he's telling Falco that if he wants to save Gabby, you know, that he has to up his own game to what? become the inheritor. He was so antagonizing. He was literally bent over like all up in his face and like his, he had a furrowed brow, Dan. <laughs> He was yeah, definitely so we antagonizing were, We him. were discussing the idea of, of how Reiner, like, oh, Reiner's drank too much of the Kool-Aid, and you look how he's, like, such, he's, like, a, a Marleyan bitch now or something. I don't... But I, I think this has more to do with the, the, like, weird, not exactly mind control, but, like, 1984 politics of, of mind control style of life that everyone, that Eldians have to live, the, the like double double think and and double speak and whatever because i don't think reiner actually i mean reiner agrees with falco he he says in the end uh you have to be the one to save gabby by inheriting the the um, armor titan and outdoing her um but he can't just come out and say that you know he has to put put up the facade of like oh how dare you speak disparagingly of the honor of 
inheriting one of the nine and being a, a Marleyan, you know, warrior and whatever, you know, like this is truly the the best that Eldians can aspire to. I think it's it's yeah, I I saw it more as the the stilted way that people have to converse and exchange ideas in an environment where you don't know who you can trust and there's kind of danger, you know, the walls have ears and danger's lurking at every corner. Mm-hmm. And you, we see that again in the final scene where Zeke is discussing the plan to retake Paradise and he makes that little comment, you know, the um, um, Garadiel, is that his name? Gara, Gara, Garadiel? Galliard? Galliard. The yeah, hot sorry. one. The hot one. Just, yeah. You can just so, say the hot one. The hottie comes in and he's like, oh, wow, we're meeting in, in your room, Zeke. Where's the big brass? And Zeke says they're not in this room, which, again, is like very subtly pointing out or hinting at the idea. And I, I'm not convinced that um, the other um, the other Eldians in the room picked up on this. But clearly the intention was to convey the idea that we are being listened to. We are being monitored, you know. They're just in another room listening in on us, so be careful with what you say. And they actually, they make that more clear-cut in the manga. Not that it's, like, not obvious here, but, like, you see in the manga, there's a panel where there is a phone off the hook in the corner, so that is how they are listening to everyone. Yeah, guys, I don't know if you know this now, but Dan is one of those people. Um, (sighs) He is now a manga reader, so... Um, the entire time he's going to be like, well, in the manga, yes, it's like I, this. I, I read you, the you, manga <laughs> once last week, so now I'm I'm that guy. Yeah, now he's that guy. I can't stop. I can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, <laughs> but, there's going to be um, moments where we'll have to edit you out at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to like, something's going to slip, and no one's going to notice it, and you're like, until, it's, until we release the episode, yeah. we're like, <laughs> um, but you know, I'm not going to hold it against you because, you know, I've been there too. I've been there and, uh, it's fun. It's a fun ride when you know everything mm-hmm. <laughs> before everyone else. Um, and you can compare, but that's not this podcast. <laughs> so do we all, do we all just start reading it? Yeah. <laughs> we just read the final chapters. Actually, I think I'm going to deem you, Dan. I'm going to make your job um, for the rest of the uh, weekly discussion episodes to um, tell us and the listeners what uh, manga chapters are being adapted with each yeah, episode. I was I was thinking that when I do these, I really ought to reread the manga chapters yeah. so I can really come in hard with a well. In the manga, they do it like this. Well, put you gotta push your glasses. They do it like that. You gotta push your glasses into your your nose first before you. Well, do it. actually, yes, it's <laughs> like this, just like this. <laughs> um, um. So I think uh, I think there are a couple couple things to point out about this episode, um, specifically in the animation style because Mappa man, I feel like. I feel like they're showing off here. <laughs> like with a second yeah. watch, them bitches are showing off like how well they can rotoscope, how well they can CG animate, and uh, just like how much animation they are putting in every single episode. Because um, we noticed in our watch party that uh, a lot of the characters were um, were like overacting a little bit like they were moving a lot more than like normally yeah. an anime character would. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously like that's super noticeable because uh, 
you're paying people to draw these things and to animate these things. So you're paying you're paying people for these drawings. So obviously you want to you want to not animate more than you have to. So you don't have to pay these people. You know what I mean? But Mappa's all like, "Bitch, we got money. Let's rotoscope this shit. Mm. It's gonna look we good." Yeah, Netflix shit. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make for a, a very dynamic and and yeah, like. For scenes that are people standing around talking, the camera is always moving mm-hmm. and always rotating around, and it makes for a yeah much more dynamic and engaging kind of watch. Yeah, it mm-hmm. um it really plays with the emotion of the character that's speaking, um, and I think that is specific to a Reiner's monologue about um, him talking about the people on uh, the Paradise Island. Um, yeah, which is a scene that we had a lot to talk about. Yeah, I want to get into that uh, for a second. So. Um, specifically, I think that, um, with a second watch, um, the rotoscoping and the, the soundtrack that's playing is directly like unrelated to each other, um, versus like what he's actually saying. Like, I don't feel like what he's saying fits, fits the mood that they're trying to convey. Um, it kind of just felt really off to me because like the stuff that he's saying is obviously like, uh, he can't tell people everything that happened or the specifics of what what is happening because one he it he just can and he is also back in his hometown so you know the walls be talking and there might be people listening to him so he can't like you know he's playing this like this like double-edged sword like he's got all of these personalities that he's got to remember like what he's saying and when and to who so like i get why he wouldn't delve into anything that actually happened on the island but um, cause I think he, I think he's keeping up a facade with specific people, um, that's going to play out later on in, in the series. Um, just because it seems like he is like hiding information from the, um, from the Marleys and he's hiding information from, uh, you know, the people on the Paradise Island and the Titans. I feel like he's just, uh, you know. I was going to say a gossipy bitch, but he's not gossipy. So whatever the opposite of that is, he's just like really playing everyone to the nines. <laughs> yeah, or that he's just so delusional. Yeah, like they hinted at that in the third and um, when with the reveal, um, with the like Reiner and Berthold reveal in the second season. Um, and I really feel like uh, it, it just has spiraled. You can't really like predict him anymore. He's just like gone off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I when I watched this a second time, I had a very different interpretation of the scene. Mm-hmm. That, um, so it's it's good that you bring up his split personalities because that's how I saw it the second time around. Mm-hmm. First time around, first time around, was, it was fucking funny as shit. I was like, dude, why are you talking about a potato? Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I was that's... I was really shocked by the way the music. It was so uh like horrific and the camera zooming in like really building tension and building horror but he's talking about the comedic relief scenes and throwing back to attack on titan memes he like specifically said that like the worst thing about these people or like sasha specifically is that they were inconsiderate enough to not even give him half of a potato. <laughs> yeah, the so fuck, they're dude? yeah, they're like the worst thing about <laughs> them is they can't eyeball half a potato correctly. And yeah, and that's an inconsiderate, you know. They should yeah. they should be more considerate to eyeball me more than half of a potato. 
So when I read this in the manga, <laughs> I, I interpreted it as being kind of comical, you know, that like, and I understood the idea of, of what they were trying to, to say, the idea that Reiner has to really play up these, that he was surrounded by the paradise devils because that's what everyone expects him to say. I did not that, like that them. creates the narrative that, that people are, are looking for that they're looking for out of him mm -hmm. but then they yeah accomplish this through this like kind of comedic way mappa really doesn't take this scene to be comedic in any way yeah. uh, which i think is quite weird but when I, when I watched it the second time the way it hit me was that i i started to think that the horrific music was as you say unrelated to what he was saying it was more speaking to the idea of reiner's mental stress from his split personalities mm -hmm. that Reiner, mm -hmm. this is the horror is not what he's actually saying. The horror is he, the way that he has to speak to the evils of parrot of the paradise devils. And he has to kind of take, you know, experiences from one personality and twist them to fit the narrative mm -hmm. that he is required to communicate with his other personality. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the horror speaks more to the cognitive dissonance happening within Reiner. And yeah, that makes sense to me. I think that is not communicated as well as it could be, if that's what MAP is going for. Mm -hmm. But I think that is a, a reasonable way to interpret that scene and, and communicate that scene. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's much more subtle. Um, if that's the case, but I think they, the, um, after a second watch, I would, I didn't laugh at all. Yeah, no, I was not laughing. <laughs> the first time I was like, I, what the fuck, man? <laughs> it was comical, but then I was like, no, this guy is just totally deranged yeah. in a way and, and sort of needs some psychological help. Mm -hmm. He needs a therapist. He is mentally unwell. <laughs> he does not need to be wielding his Titan or giving any no. kind of military advice. Like he just needs to, you know, go get himself a therapist. <laughs> get, yeah. get some medication. And, and I also don't want to, I don't want to just going back to the rotoscope spot. I don't, I can't verify that it's actually really rotoscope. It might just be reference drawing. Like a lot of Disney films, weren't rotoscoped they look like they were rotoscoped but they were just referenced mm. there's a difference between copying a live action uh, film versus me going oh i'm gonna take this keyframe and then reference that keyframe yeah and that's i make that distinction yeah i it's interesting that you say that jeff because i that's something that i have to learn how to do for work is as we call it at, at my job taking a 2d image and, and trying to um, portray it in 3d and give it mm -hmm. depth. Um, and we describe it like that because none of, you know, we're economists, we don't deal with video. So this is completely outside the scope of my job description. I just so happened to have <laughs> fallen into a place where I am making videos um, for the, for the BLS website. Mm. Um, and we are taking 2d images and, trying to make it look more lively and interesting and whatnot. So I have to learn all the Adobe suite and shit, but yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I think that's true, Jeff. I think that's a really good point because that, yeah, when you say it like that, these are not rotoscoped in the same way that we think of um, the flower flowers of evil. 
that anime show from a while ago that was like exactly. real obviously yeah, rotoscoped. I mean, that one's like obviously rotoscoped. I don't think I think you can. I think now you can manipulate rotoscoping to make it look more animated than, than you know. Mm. I feel like they digitally like do something to it. Yeah, yeah. But that's just me. That's true. That's a good. Point. Yeah, I just know that I think that, of like Scanner Darkly as being a really good reference of of like what's considered rotoscope. Yeah. I just know blatantly obvious, mm. but this is, this is, you know, this is detestable and I, I don't like we can, I'm kind of, I want to look into it more. Yeah. I was like looking, I was like <laughs> looking stuff up online and, um, I, I, I thought it was what else good. But. Mm, okay. Um, Whatever they do, it looks great. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It really does. Like, uh, and it's, it's kind of funny cause like when, uh, when I'm watching other anime, like, um, right now we're watching Berserk, uh, <laughs> Which is like completely different, obviously, but like you can see how far anime has come from 1997 mm-hmm. till now. Like everything looks so fluid, it's like kind of crazy to even watch it. Like blows my mind when I'm watching this, like how fluid everything is and like the motion that they're bringing into like a 2D form, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is cool. I love Mappa. Mappa's my favorite now. I'm. It was Shaft, and now it's Mappa. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I, I also want to point out this other little detail. Um, the peck, the cart titan, makes the point that she has not been in her human form in two months, and that is a, a little mm. bit of a interesting tidbit. The idea that uh, the cart titan—it's either a um, characteristic of the cart titan or it's a characteristic of Peck as a titan user—that uh, she can stay in titan form for significantly longer period of time than the other nine yeah why is she using a mm. crutch i thought like you get you get the the good physical abilities as soon as you're a titan yeah I'm that's gonna... confusing you're a car titan but but you walk him with a crutch maybe their powers weaken like if she's doing it for two months mm. maybe her healing is slowed down mm. or something like mm. that could be muscular atrophy mm. Mm. that would make sense actually i think and same way when she's in the room with everybody, everyone else is sitting down in the chair and Peck lays down on the couch. She's just like, like, I'm a fucking cart, I'm, baby. I'm, yeah, cart, I'm, I'm a cart. <laughs> I don't sit, I lay. <laughs> oh, man. She does not look the way I would have thought. Yeah, no, not at all. As she, a human She character. ugly as a Titan. <laughs> She's ugly yeah, ass a, titan. Got a duck bill <laughs> mouth. Like she a little platypus. I'm on my platypus. <laughs> so who do we think is the best looking titan then? Uh Gilliard. In Eldian form? Oh, in Eldian or form? As in, yeah. Or like Which human one? form? In Titan. <laughs> in Titan form. Let's clarify. If you think the car titan looks bad, who do you think looks good? Hmm. Reiner? That's what I was thinking too, actually. Yeah, I mean, but uh, but Reiner the muscles. Yeah, but okay, yeah, okay, muscles, whatever. <laughs> that jawline, but yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like a model, no GQ model. I can't, I can't with he's that. Carved out of stone. No, I mean literally, is covered in sure. stone. No, I'm not a fan. I don't know. Uh, what about um, what's her face? Um, Annie, female Titan. Yeah, the female Titan. Uh, Aaron's pretty cute. I think Aaron. Pretty, 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 pretty good. He's like got rugged badassness, you know, his long hair, flowing. Well, he's a little emo. 
Yeah, I mean, hello. <laughs> yes. He just needs his hair to cover his little swoop. He just needs he needs a he needs um a swoopy bang and he needs some yeah. um he needs some of those um those uh jelly bracelets, the sex bracelets and maybe like a a, coll- a spiked collar, you know? <laughs> A good, yeah. a good, on, a good Charlotte shirt, you know. Get on that, Amelia, for our next uh, graphic. Oh hell yeah! Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, the guy I really wanted to point out is the guy who jumped off the roof. So fucking random. Catch that that yeah. was so random, especially because um, you couldn't really tell who who it was. I thought, yeah. I was watching the second watch. I was like, oh bitch, the mom is getting up. The mom is getting up out of her chair. Oh my gosh, she's the one that dies. She's gonna go to that window because she like can't even believe that her son was at this crazy island with all these crazy people that don't give you enough potatoes. <laughs> and I thought it was gonna be her, but then it's like a man with like buzzed head with a buzzed head, shaved head. Yeah, I was. I also was trying to. I, I just kind of assumed when I watched it a second time that I would give this more attention and, and be able to figure out who it was that jumped off the roof, but it's really not obvious. Yeah. I thought, I thought maybe this was like, Oh, it's one of the soldiers that was in the line, um, for, um, emotionally scarred soldiers, Mm -hmm. you know, and there would be like an obvious, uh, reference, but no, I, I, it was not obvious to me in the least. I have no idea why that scene is in there and, and what that is, Trying, I guess it's communicating the horrors of war, but mm-hmm. without knowing who we, the fuck jumped. But we fucking knew that, okay? Like, we know the horrors of war. We've seen, like, three seasons of war. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um. Also, I thought it might have been, um, when I knew it wasn't the mom, I was like, ooh, let me make sure the guy has long hair, because if it's long hair, it's the guy that had the opposite, his armband on the opposite arm. Mm-hmm. Which I want to bring him up too because um, he was in the lineup. He didn't say anything. You couldn't really see his face because it was bandaged up. But Falco was like helping him back up and like seeing like, oh, like your armband's on the wrong arm. And they made a point to say that your armband's on the wrong arm. So I made a point to take note of that man. And that man is going to come back. And I think, I think, I don't know. I can't figure out who, who, um, spy it could have been that has had, that has grown out their hair long enough. Cause it's not, it doesn't he doesn't look like Levi to me. He doesn't look like Levi's grown out his hair. Uh, you know, infiltrator. Yeah, I think he's um, I think he's an important person, and I think they are doing things. I think, mm. you know what? Actually, is Mappa like trying to throw us off our game? So he's like they're like showing you this like crazy plot point that's like really quick and really like random, and then they're showing you another one like right after because they show you the guy with the armband, and then the guy jumps off the roof to trick you into thinking that the suicide is more important than the guy with the armbands. <laughs> Yo, I'm in Mappa's head. I'm in that. I'm in their head. I'm, I'm like, I know, like I know what they're trying to do and I'm not letting them do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would, I would be surprised if the point of the suicide scene was to take attention away from the guy with the armband on his wrong arm. That's my I, I think, yeah, I think that's a pretty reasonable theory. Mm-hmm. I uh, I never would have thought thought of that. Also, I've literally never thought about anything harder in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to figure Attack on Titan out right now. Man, if we, uh, I hate to go back to this, but if we did Legend of Galactic Heroes episode oh. by episode and did an uh, a episode for each, oh my god, 
it would be we could literally do an hour episode for yeah the 30 minute don't episode. give dan yeah. that power do not <laughs> he's gonna start dan his own podcast the yeah it's just gonna be, <laughs> dan, just gonna be dan and brad and they're just gonna like there's gonna be hour-long legend <laughs> of the galactic hero podcast there are walkthroughs through like a lot of the gundam series they do episode by episode mm-hmm. yeah there's so, a one I mean, piece one as well yeah it's, you could you could definitely do it with legends of the galactic absolutely. heroes mm-hmm. yeah it's a dense show um have we covered everything we want to cover um i just have one i have one more thing like they keep mm -hmm. like the mom and like the people at the table keep calling everyone on paradise island like the um devil island or like the the um the rotten little devils over on that stupid island and i was really offended (laughs) (laughs) like them bitches have been going through it okay you've been Mm -hmm. going through it and they've been going through it doesn't make you less of people Stop calling them devils. It's making yeah, me mad. You know, when you say that, it's interesting that Galliard has inherited some of Ymir's memories by virtue of um, eating her and, and taking the Jaws Titan from her. But he seems to have no empathy for the scenes of, of Ymir's life on the island. You know, he, uh, he chastises Reiner, and he's like, yeah, I, I more or less saw what you were doing on paradise by virtue of Ymir's memories and the way Ymir saw you from, from a third party perspective. So I know that you're just some like dumb motherfucker and like, what are you doing? Trying to pretend you're cool. You ain't cool. Dumbass. You know, fuck you. Yeah, you fucking, My brother was cooler. You, you fucking but, like let, let your secret out. And cause you were just fucking around with your homie. Like you stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if he really inherited Ymir's memories, then he would see that the people on Paradise are just people as well. Yeah. He really, mm-hmm. yeah, does not. That is not a lesson that he has drawn from mm-hmm. um, Ymir's memories. And I don't know if that's just a. Uh, <coughs> I don't want to say an oversight, but like, I don't know if that's just something that the author didn't care about going into, mm-hmm. or if we really draw from this that Galliard and, and the mood of um, the mainland Eldians in general is just so fixated on the Paradise Island devils. They're just so naughty. There's no way they could be nice people. Yeah. Well, with with that said, I I am looking forward to learning about the Tiber's Hammer Titan. Yeah, they introduced... And like what this whole family is about and their little mansion or whatever. Like, there are yeah. some elites, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. They introduced the idea of the Warhammer Titan and that it has never been brought out to battle because it's so powerful. Whoa. Whoa. We got this other... And the guy in the beginning was like, don't we have a Titan with wings? So, you know what? That Titan probably has fucking mm. wings, that Warhammer Titan. Am I right, Dan? <laughs> Just kidding. Don't tell me. The Nike. The Nike, yeah. like... Uh, Titan. Yeah. All I was, all I'm gonna say is the general guy in episode one didn't say we have a Titan with wings. No, right? he, he asked. Was, he was rhetorically asking, "Don't, Don't we have we a Titan have. with wings?" Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the Warhammer Titan's gonna have wings because he said that. I would draw the opposite conclusion from that scene that none of the Titans have wings. Otherwise, he would say, "Oh, the airplanes don't matter." But he's never seen the Warhammer Titan. Never been brought out to battle. <laughs> but then you got to think about all the uh, ending scenes, the ending um, credits where you see each Titan. They, and they, they illustrate that too in the last season, right? Like at the end of 
the last couple episodes. Mm. You kind of see each Titan illustrated. Mm. But I don't know if that's just like a loose conceptual like gesture of that of each Titan. Mm. Or they really do match. I have to go back and look at those. Because mm. like their original Titans don't necessarily look the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I give this episode 10 Titans without wings out of 10. <clears throat> I loved it. Um, I'm not going to give it a score because uh, I need more. I need more than, than what they are giving me. I feel unfulfilled when I'm watching these episodes. <laughs> I need more. It's one thing to like binge it and then like another thing to watch it weekly. And I feel like to get a good grasp of like what's happening, I feel like we need to like watch three episodes together. <laughs> so, but you, yeah, I see what you mean. But I also, I'm enjoying watching, I rarely do this where I rewatch an episode after it airs. Mm-hmm. So, it, it um, for me personally, it's really building this world even stronger, mm-hmm. at least plot wise. And so, yeah, but it would be nice to just watch it all the way through and be like amazed by everything. By the twists um, and the turns. Twists and the turns. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this has been the Road to Paradise, uh, and we have been the Otaku Host Club podcast. Join us here every Wednesday if you want to talk on Titan with us. Um, we'd love to have you also join our Discord because um, we will be talking on that Titan over in the Discord. <laughs> All right, we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.